Happy New Year, church. I want to share with you about one of the favorite Christmas presents in our house that we got this year, and it's a game for the Nintendo Switch. It's called Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's a favorite in our house because it's a new game on a new game system, or the newest game system from Nintendo, the Switch, but it's a compilation of three older games, games from the 90s and the early 2000s. So my sons love it. I love it. It works out really well. But it reminded me of the original Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo. Uh, it's also something we've downloaded on our Switch, and we all love to play that as a family. Man, it takes me back to all the time I spent conquering those worlds. And it reminds me of all the time I spent working with that Nintendo. That thing was delicate, to say the least, and occasionally it would glitch. You know what I mean uh, by glitch? Uh, you know, a malfunction that causes it not to perform the way that it should, uh, causes the game system to, to mess up. Uh, and, and it was, there could be big glitches or small glitches. You know, it could be anything from a few pixels on the screen getting blurred or, or some of the functionality not working quite right, all the way up to the game freezing or just shutting down. It was very frustrating for gamers, then and now. And maybe if you never played uh, video games, uh, or if you don't know someone who has or who's talked about that, you've probably experienced it with a computer too, right? When you get the error message, or if you're on an Apple, you see that spinning pinwheel of death when the system glitches, and it requires a reset. You know, on a computer, oftentimes that's something as basic as turning it off and turning it back on, or maybe even unplugging it and plugging it back in. Oh, but on the original Nintendo, resetting that glitch was much more of an adventure. So I know I'm speaking to a select group of folks now who played the original Nintendo, but do you remember when the game wouldn't work, when it would glitch, turn it off, take the cartridge out, when you blow into it, or you'd rub the end of the cartridge on the leg of a metal chair. Or maybe you'd even have to blow in the game system. And then, and then you'd put the cartridge back in just right, just to the right place, and, and press it down. Not too hard, not too far, just try to get it just the right place to catch. And then, if the game came back on and was working as it should... What a moment that was. How incredible that felt that you were able to fix that glitch, reset the game so you could get back to chasing turtles with a plumber or shooting digital ducks for your dog. Man, I, I feel like 2020 has been one long glitch in our world in so many ways. And I hope that as we look ahead to 2021, we're going to know a different way of living but it reminds me of times in the scriptures when the world was glitching. Uh, one place in particular is referenced in the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, and I'm going to read a few verses from that for us in just a minute. But, but Jeremiah's world, the, the Israelites' world, was glitching big time. They had been invaded by a foreign power. Uh, the Babylonians had come in and ransacked their capital, including destroying 
their temple and cutting off their kingly lineage of rulers. Now, I know that the glitches that we've dealt with this year don't compare to what the people of Israel went through at that time. But we can kind of relate. You know, it feels like we're missing the regular rhythm of our lives of worship and of our faith, and that they've been altered because we've been so centered around the building that is the church house that we aren't in right now the way that we're accustomed to. And so there's a place in the book of Jeremiah where God speaks through Jeremiah to the Israelites in the midst of their world glitching and, and their words for us too today. And so I'm going to read them for us from Jeremiah chapter 31. And then after I read them, I want to invite you to affirm with me that they are God's word for us as we say together, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. It won't be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant with me, even though I was their husband, declares the Lord. No, this is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my instructions within them and engrave them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. They will no longer need to teach each other to say, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wrongdoing and never again remember their sins. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What do you hear it that God spoke into their glitched world through the prophet Jeremiah? And these words of God are so right and ripe for us in our world, glitched by virus and racism and division right now. And in the midst of that glitch, God refreshes, restores, renews and resets God's covenant with God's people. God says, there is a time coming when I will establish a new covenant. And we've got the benefit of history to look back and read and see and know that what God was talking about was the arrival of the Christ, the birth of Jesus that we just celebrated this Christmas. That in the arriving of the Christ, God would be establishing a new covenant with God's people. A covenant not like the old one. And now is the time for a refreshing, a restoring, a resetting for us in this new covenant of God's. As we look 
to a new year, as we look to a new normal, we acknowledge that there was a time and a season for the old covenant when God took God's people by the hand and led them out of Egypt. But even God acknowledges and names through the prophet Isaiah there was a problem with this old covenant. It kept glitching. We kept glitching it. They broke the covenant with God. Which raises the question, what do we do with broken covenants? What do we do when it feels like life and our understanding of it, our way of living it with ourselves, with each other, with God, when it glitches, when it breaks, when we break it, what do we do? Well, we know what God did. God established a new covenant. Precisely at the point when we reached the extent of our human capacity, that is where the divine provision began. Precisely at the point when we reach the extent of our human capacity, that is the point where the divine provision begins, where the new covenant from God reigns. And God says in this new covenant that won't be like the old covenant, I will write my instructions, engrave them within my people, inside of them, upon their hearts will no longer need engraved stone tablets because the contents of the covenant will be engraved in the hearts of God's people. And note, the new covenant does not negate the old covenant. It fulfills it and completes us, completes the covenant. This is the teaching of the New Testament. Jesus himself in the Sermon on the Mount says over and over again, you've been taught that it was about behavior, but I'm telling you it is about what is in your heart. The truth revealed in the Scriptures, both Old and New Testaments, is that the life of faith in God goes beyond written rules and deeper than behavior modification. As Blaise Pascal put it, God wants to motivate the will more than the mind. God resets the covenant relationship by stating again, I will be their God and they will be my people. And all of God's people will know this truth for themselves. They will all know me, God says, from the least to the greatest. There will be no hierarchy of moral purity or religious acumen like you would find in a corporation or in a military branch. How can this be so? How can authority so summarily be removed from those who have studied the scriptures more, visited more holy sites, been to seminary, or carry the air of superiority that wafts so easily through the halls and classrooms of religious buildings? How can this be so? 
How can this new covenant be made by God with all of God's people? The least and the greatest and everyone in between? Because God reset the glitch. When God says, I will forgive them, I will wipe the slate clean, and I will never again remember their sins. Siblings in the faith, as we begin a new year after a year like no other, hear this good news. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Over the next four weeks, Pastor Stacy and I are going to share a series of sermons with you that we've titled Reset. To hopefully give us all an opportunity to consider what it means to reset our place in this new covenant with God as we head into 2021. We'll consider what it means to refocus on how we see ourselves and one another and God and our relationship with God and all of creation to reassess what God has given us to work with, what we have at our disposal, to repent, to name and acknowledge those places and those ways and times when we come up short or miss the mark, and to revision where we're headed in this new year, personally and together as a community of faith. So let us begin a reset of 2021 by renewing our covenant with God. One of the ways that Methodists have done that down through the ages is by praying the Wesley Covenant Renewal Prayer. John Wesley, one of the founders of the Methodist movement, established early on a practice of having a special worship service on the Sunday closest to the new year, where he would call the entire congregation to a time of self-examination, reflection, and rededication of themselves personally as a community of faith to this covenant relationship with God. And it would include praying together the Wesley Covenant Prayer. To renew and reestablish themselves in this covenant that God had given them The covenant that reminds them and reminds us that we are forgiven. The slate has been wiped clean. That we can live as free, forgiven, loved, and loving people. Not unlike we used to do with those Nintendo games. That God is cleaning out the debris, the dust that gathers in us and on us. That God is blowing into our lives a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit to take us new places to new heights and depths as we live out our faith together. So what I want to invite you to do is right now, pray with me out loud, if you will, the Wesley Covenant Prayer. We're going to put the words on the screen and us praying this prayer together will conclude the message for today. Will you pray with me? O God, I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing 
put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen.